0: I am professional wrestler Chris Rex, and if you're hearing my voice, that means you're listening to the Bear of Texas podcast. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of Into the Net FC, the soccer talk discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. As usual, I am the host, the Bear of Texas, and ladies and gentlemen... Quite an interesting weekend of English Premier League soccer. Now, I have to be honest, I'm sure that you loyal listeners have noticed that I have not actually done an episode on the Premier League recap in quite a long time, and, uh, well, I, I, I'm i going to take a little bit of time to explain to you why. Well, you know, first of all, I actually have to admit that I was actually impressed that that I was able to keep doing recaps for a long time because I would notice the numbers, the ratings and the viewership of these episodes on these recaps were high because I was told myself doing simple recaps is boring. No one's going to be excited about it. But I noticed that all you folks out there, you loyal listeners were were enjoying it. Of course, I have my good friend and my mentor, Steve, on it. And Steve, as we know, you know, a very unique knowledge of the game of soccer. I think that's probably... I, I would ask you... Was that why y'all enjoyed the recap so much? Because it was me and Steve, you know, because he and I are just unique. We, we have our own our own knowledge and like that. Uh, because, you know, I, I've spoken to a few of you loyal listeners, and, and that's what y'all said. Y'all actually said that the recaps were, were, were kept doing well. Y'all didn't get bored because Steve and I, were, we kept doing them, and we, we did them right. So, well, I just want everybody to know, I mean, that's Steve and I in a nutshell. I mean, me as a journalist, obviously, but Steve's been a soccer fan, you know, for, you know, such a long time, you know, I'd probably say about 40 years, you know, we know we know our craft, we, we we have our knowledge of the game of soccer, so, you know, we're gonna try to do a, do the recap, we're not gonna do it the boring, simple way, no, we're gonna take it to that level, and that's what we, we've been doing, so... Yeah, so, uh, I decided, you know, recaps, are, uh, we're going to do things a bit different, and, and you know, and I'm, and I'm glad that you guys have enjoyed all the other content, you know, the things that I'm putting out, so, yeah, so I appreciate it. So, so recaps, I'll probably still do some every now and then, but it, it's probably not going to be a weekly thing, but, you know, for those of you who reached out to me, you, you guys love it, love the new stuff even more, but you're still open for me to do a recap, and quite frankly, some of y'all actually asked me to do this, so here I am, and honestly, I, I was going to do it because I need to add some content anyway, you know this show's doing good so i gotta keep the content fresh and that's the challenge but that's motivating so so again thank y'all very very much you know for the, for the loyalty for the support i mean y'all just motivate me to just keep taking that challenge to the next level uh as far as the my top five face uh, goes uh i will continue that pretty soon i'm actually trying to plan out which one to go next because believe me that's that's a brutal challenge right there so anyway back to uh when I was uh, slated to do this episode 4, I got carried away. Because, you know, I was get carried away thanking all the lo- loyal listeners out there. And remember, if you follow me on Twitter, the DM's open. And Any ideas that you have? If you want to be on my show, don't hesitate. Please contact me. I will get back to you. I promise you. All right. You know, as I mentioned, a very interesting weekend of EPL soccer. And I'm not talking about the fact that West Ham and Newcastle ended up in a tie. I'm not talking about the fact that Arsenal barely beat Brentford. I sure as hell am not talking about the fact that Liverpool beat Norwich City after Norwich City managed to actually score first and the game was actually at Anfield in Liverpool. I'm certainly not talking about the fact that Chelsea barely beat Crystal Palace. I'm actually talking the fact that Tottenham beat Manchester City on the road. On the road. And I should stress to you, on top of all of that, at the beginning of the season, Tottenham beat Manchester City to open the season. So I thought that there was no way, and I mean absolutely no way in hell, that Manchester City was going to let Tottenham get the best of them on their freaking turf. But goddammit, Tottenham did it. And as my friend, the fiercely opinionated Mr. Josh McSwain said... Somehow, someway, he, even he can't figure out, because somehow, someway, Tottenham managed, manages to give Manchester City problems every time the two square off. Well, I tell Josh, my answer might not make sense to some people, but we all know that there's certain teams, there's certain rivalries, where there's one team that's always going to give the other problems, and in the, in the case of Manchester City and Tottenham, that's the case, Tottenham somehow always manages to give Manchester City problems, and Manchester City just cannot seem to find a way through those problems or find a way find a way around those damn problems. Look, Tottenham might not be great. I mean, you know, ever since Antonio Conte took over, Tottenham really hasn't been doing well, but, <laughs> but for Tottenham to go on the road to, on Manchester City's turf and beat them 3-2 at home and, and that finish... Now that ladies and gentlemen is absolutely incredibly subpar. In pro wrestling terms, that is a hell of a main event finish. That's the finish that nobody saw coming, but god damn it, it happened. It happened. And my eyes do not deceive me. In the fourth minute, Tottenham t- take the freaking lead. I mean, like that. Tottenham just doesn't waste any time when they cl- like that. I don't know. I, I don't know where Tottenham gets it, but like I said, Tottenham always manages to give Manchester City hell. <laughs> like I said, in some rivalries, you know, there, there, there's that connection or whatever you want to call it between these certain clubs. There's always one club that's going to give the other hell. I mean, I don't know how. I really don't know how Manchester City got it, but uh, well, <laughs> they. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I mean obviously, in Manchester, City, Manchester City's case as amazing as they are. I mean they they're not going to win every single game. I mean nobody does. I mean no nobody's going to finish like how Arsenal did back in 2004. No. So anyway, Tottenham took the lead in the for, for in the fourth minute. A dude named Kolossevski gave Tottenham the score. I'm not even sure if I I mean I'm sure I've heard the name before but uh. I've heard too much about this, brother. I'm gonna t- check this out, Mr. Kulovsky. Okay, well, okay, he's okay, a Swedish player. Oh, okay, well, he's he's actually on loan from Juventus. Okay, oh, he, tw- he's twenty-one years old. Okay, a twenty-one-year-old midfielder who's playing at Tottenham. He's on lo- uh, on loan from Juventus. He obviously, plays for the Swedish na- Swedish national team. I mean, he's got a really cool name, Kulovs Kulovsevsky. Kulusevski. Uh, and imagine I mean, his his name is spelled D E J N, so I would imagine it's Dejan Kulusevsky. I really hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Well, he certainly already got a hell of a senior career. Start out with Atalanta, was loan was loaned to Parma, moved to Juventus at first, you know, and then immediately loaned to Parma. Now on a loan to Tottenham. Actually, started his, his his international career started out with Maced with a Macedonia U17 team before switching his allegiance to Sweden. Wow. Yeah, born he was bo- actually born in Stockholm. Okay. Well, his pa- okay, so his parents were Macedonian. Okay, so it makes sense that he started off with, with Macedonia. But I am super curious to know, you know, what what made him switch his allegiance. But uh, that's another story for another time. You know, I'm kind of getting carried away again. So let me go ahead and go back. To this one, so th- this youngster, you know, scoring a goal against Manchester City, I mean, that that's huge. <laughs> that is huge. But, you know, Manchester City, about 30 minutes later, you know, finds a way to equalize. Uh, Gund- Gundogan equalizes for-, for Manchester City. And it goes into halftime 1-1. And then most of the rest of the game is just, you know, battling back and forth. You know, just fighting tooth and nail. Because I tell you, Manchester City and Tottenham, you know... That's the game between the two. In a, in a nutshell, expect both teams to just fight tooth and nail till the end of it. I Means you might see a blowout, you might not. But I, I, I tell you, you, you're gonna see these these teams, you know, being the holy hell out of each other. And I want to take a moment and look at, and and go back to see, you know, how this all started when when in the first game of the season. Because you know, I, I really gotta see how, how it all started. I, I really do. Oh, it? Awesome. look at. If I could actually find it, you know, it's always difficult. You know, looking all through this, through this freaking schedule. Well, it was actually August first. If, if it was the game on uh, August fifteenth, two thousand twenty-one, I believe that was. I believe that was the game. Let me double check. I know mean, that on February thirteenth, two thousand twenty-one, Manchester City destroyed Tottenham. So, so Tottenham, Yeah, so Tottenham. You yeah, took the yeah one nothing win against Manchester City at home. Yeah, Hong Ming Son, You know, scored in that fifty fifth minute. Yeah, now I now I remember it. So. Yeah, we all know how in the off season there was that drama about Harry Kane possibly leaving Manchester uh, excuse me leaving Tottenham but uh, that didn't happen so so that game was hard fought but this one was hard fought too but the game was was totally different but you know Harry it's speaking of Harry Kane, you know Harry Kane would give uh, Tottenham the lead in the 59th minute but when we hit injury time now that's where uh that's where the, the the festivities started. I mean, the festivities really started late. But they but even though it would start out late, I mean, it started truly at the, at the best time of the game. Because Riyad Mahrez... Well, Manchester City got awarded a penalty, and um, of course, you know, it's going to be argued, you know, it shouldn't have happened, but you know, Manchester City gets awarded a penalty, and Riyad Mahrez successfully converts, and it's a 2-2 game. And it really looks as though it's going to end that way. But just three minutes later, Harry Kane says, "Uh Uh-uh. We have the chance to sweep Manchester City in EPL play. And you know what? We're going to do it. And who else? None other than Harry Kane seals the deal. The icing on the cake helps Tottenham pull off a massive upset. Tottenham wins 3-2. Absolutely incredible. You know, in our case, when you are a, when you love the Premier League as much as I do, when you are that kind of soccer fan or journalist the way I how I am, these are the kinds of games that you want to see. You want to see these kinds of finishes. You want competition within the EPL. Okay? Now, Manchester City, in Manchester City's case, they, they're still on top of the EPL. <laughs> but Liverpool is knocking on the door, baby. Don't count Liverpool out. I say that all the time. Do not ever... Ever count Liverpool out? That just might be the that might, might just be the biggest mistake any club can make because Liverpool can come back anytime all of a sudden, and they can take that that they can take that top spot from you right out of your grip. They can take it anytime they want if they have that chance, and believe me, if they have that chance, you bet your ass they're gonna take it. Liverpool, one of those clubs, folks, you just simply do not want to mess with them. No, sir. Absolutely not. Well, it's interesting how Ma- Manchester City, 72% ball possession, 755 passes, while Tottenham only had 308. Tottenham, five shots on targets, three of those times the ball went in. in Manchester City, four shots on targets, and twice the ball went in, back of the net. 50%. <laughs> you know what's interesting? Tottenham gets issued 3 yellow cards while Manchester City gets none. Manchester City gets 10 corners while Tottenham got none. And now we take a look at the standings. Manchester City 20 and 3 and 3, 63 points. Liverpool, they only the only Liverpool only trails them by, trails them by 6 points. Now they're a good distance away from Chelsea, who's in third, and then Manchester United is in fourth. Now Manchester City doesn't have to worry about Manchester United, you know, not by a long shot. And speaking of Manchester United, I mean, I'll get to them in a, in a little bit. But if we're to, if we're going to mention Manchester City and Manchester United, well, those two have a date coming up pretty soon. <laughs> Next uh, Sunday, March sixth, approximately two weeks from now. Well. I guess to say a little bit less than two weeks, but bottom minus Manchester United has to go to the blue side of Manchester and somehow try to pull off a freaking miracle. But I quite frankly, I really don't think that's gonna happen. I know all these Man U fans out there really hate my guts for all this things I say. Look, guys, see I me mean, come on. You you might not like what I say, but look, I'm not gonna bullshit you, okay? I- I mean, come on, do I, do I, is it necessary for me to say this every time? Well, obviously, you know what, no, it is because I have to, because apparently some people forget it. I'm not fake news, guys, I'm not going to bullshit you, alright? <laughs> come on, I'm a journalist, it's, it's bad enough that, you know, fake news is, is what plages the freaking world of journalism today, and here I am, uh, you know, a, a guy try, actually trying to say it because I actually love my profession. I actually want to do my job the way it's supposed to be done. I love being a sports journalist. That was what I was meant to do in life, and I take my job seriously. Anyway, so to wrap up the Manchester City and Tottenham uh, talk, well, you know, speaking of Tottenham, man, Tottenham's, you know, in eighth, you know, eighth place, you know, trailing uh, Wolverhampton by one point, you know, three points uh, under Arsenal. So, I mean, if, if Tottenham can build a streak, and if Arsenal can... Uh, Suffer a couple of setbacks. Uh, we might see a change, but uh, we're getting really close to the end because you know we're less than 15. There's less than 15 games left to play in the EPL play. So uh, yeah, now we're getting more and more into the uh, to the end. So uh, yeah, that that door that door is already uh, more than halfway closed. So I, I would say it's about 25% now. It's three quarters of the way there, and that door is going to close a whole lot quicker than you think. All right. So we're done with Manchester City and Tottenham. Well, looking at Chelsea's win over Crystal Palace, well, you know, Hakim Ziyech, you know, had to uh, save the club, you know, scoring in the 89th minute. You know, you know, taking a look at the at the lineup, you know, seeing the the four by three by three formation that Thomas Tuchel utilized. Uh, you know, Havertz, Lukaku, and Ziyech, you know, the front three. You know, Christian Pulisic. Jorginho and then Conte in the midfield position, you know, and Christian Pulisic, things have just not been going well for him lately, especially with and Chelsea play. Uh, well, it breaks my heart because we all know what you know how much Christian means to me. You know, you know Christian, you know Captain of, of America, uh, Captain America. So, you know, so, you know, so I need the, I need the very best of Christian. You know, any game he plays, you know, most importantly, I need him to stay healthy. So, I mean. Chelsea, you know, won. You know, the win's a win, but... Yeah. You know... You know, amazingly, you know, they were able to do a... Make sure that Crystal Palace had no shots on target, which is good. You know, Chelsea had three shots on target. And, of course, you know, one time, you know, the ball, you know, finally went through, so... You know, so Chelsea was on the attack, you know, did what they could. They maintained control as best as they can. You know, had a whole lot more passes, you know, like that. I mean, I... The biggest problem was Chelsea just could not score. And seeing that they only had three shots on targets and nine shots total, It's uh, it, it looked like it was truly a struggle. But, you know, regardless of what happened, Chelsea won the game. And Chelsea's in third place. And, you know, only 13 points uh, down from the first place position. But, uh I uh, never say never. But uh right now it kind of looks like as though it's going to be between Liverpool and Manchester City. And... Uh, well, Liverpool's coming, Manchester City. You better watch out. So, anyway, so you know, there's really not much to talk about on Chelsea, but uh, you know, looking at, at Chelsea, you know, recently, you know, the way um, about eight days ago, winning the uh, Club World Cup final, you know, winning two to one, and you know, I- ironically. Um, you know, it was Kai Havertz, you know, who sc- scores the game-winning penalty. And, you know, Rumble Lukaku scored scored a goal and that one of Lukaku. You know, the the drama continues. You know, I'm not... You know, the, the productivity is just not at its best. You know, I mean, I I, I, I would have thought that the Lukaku situation was wrapped up. But, uh, my gut feeling tells you that there's still something going on. And, and quite frankly, I don't, I don't know what it is, but... Uh, Whatever it is, it's, it, the issues has to be settled between Lukaku and Tuchel and, and the entire Chelsea organization. So, uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I, I don't know what's going on, but my gut feeling tells me that there's something going on, and and I, I don't know what it is. So, let's take a look at that. Well, well, Liverpool... You know, Liverpool, it was special because both Sadio Mane and Mohamed Salah scored in this one, you know, scored in a three-minute span. And they actually set a record for, you know, for all these games where they both scored at least one goal. So, you know, this proves, you know, just how much of a great, unique, dynamic duo we have with Sadio Mane and Mohamed Salah. You know, in pro wrestling terms, you would say, you know, a a magnificent tag team. In that case, you know, a a tag team, you know, know, babyface wrestlers because, you know, Sadio Mane and Mohamed Salah. You can't depict those guys as villainous guys. I mean, in pro wrestling terms, yeah, these guys can never be a, a heel because a heel, ladies and gentlemen, is a pro wrestling is the pro wrestling term for the for bad guy or villain. However you want to phrase it, but yeah, Salah and Sadio Mane, you know, the charity, you know, especially Sadio Mane, you know, and Salah too, what they do with the community of of their uh, native countries and what they do in the community as well in England. Yeah, God bless those guys. But you know, Liver and Liverpool. Trying to see, you know, things that have been doing. Like you know, Liverpool, you know, beat Inter Milan just you know earlier this week. You know, Liverpool's been on a, on quite a streak. You know, I'm trying to see the last time they lost a game. And according to this, yep, the last time they lost a game was back in December. So according to this, Liverpool has not lost a game at all this year. The last their last loss was it was at home was actually on the road against Leicester City in EPL play, and since then. Liverpool's been on a winning streak, whether it's in the FA Cup game, the E-f- 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 EFL Cup, you know, everything. So, yeah, Liverpool's in control, and, you know, Liverpool's got Leeds next, and they, they got an e- EFL Cup final against uh, Chelsea. So, that that's I'm actually excited about that. So, next Sunday, Chelsea versus Liverpool, the EFL Cup final. And then after that, they got an FA Cup game against Norwich City and then before playing a uh, West Ham at West Ham at home so before before playing the other game gets into Milan, so Liverpool's got a really exciting schedule coming up and their schedule looks pretty good so uh, as long as they keep winning you know they could actually catch up to Manchester City and April 9th Liverpool has a date with Manchester City in Manchester so yeah like I said Liverpool is coming for you Manchester City you better watch out all right. Well, with Liverpool, you know, and go looking at Arsenal and you know, Arsenal, you know, beating Brentford two to one, and you know, you know, Arsenal still has a game against Chelsea that needs to be made up, and you know, last month, you know, L- Arsenal was eliminated from the EFL Cups game, you know, the semifinals, losing to Liverpool two nothing at home, you know. They have two big, important games to make up for in EPL play. Arsenal has a game with Tottenham to make up for and a game with Chelsea. I mean, all these delays are really, it's brutal. And it hasn't really been a good year so far for Arsenal. Especially, I mean, especially a good 2022 because, you know, when they lost to Nottingham Forest in the FA Cup third round, it's been difficult. Difficult, excuse me. You know. Yeah. Just a bunch of, you know, tough games. It's... You know, the, the the first one against like, like that, the EFL Cup semi final leg one, it was a tight 0 0 with Liverpool in Liverpool. So, you know, Arsenal next week plays uh, Wolverhampton before playing Watford, before playing Leicester City, before actually hosting Liverpool at home again in, the, in EPL play. So, March 16th, Arsenal versus Liverpool, that's a Premier League match. So. Yeah, so Arsenal's schedule is ahead, you know, they still have a home game against Manchester United on the, on the 23rd of April. You know, I'm sure, you know Arsenal's helping on getting revenge on the Red Devils, so we'll see. And speaking of the Red Devils, what's the it's the best way to end the, you know uh, t- last t- talking point, you know, as far as uh, the EPL of this week. At Leeds United. God. Another game where I thought that Le- that Manchester United had just just simply thrown away but somehow, someway, Manchester United did something that they rarely do nowadays. Well, at least the first part of the game, you know, that's actually happened before. You know, that's happened many times. So, it, it was nothing new. It, it was pretty freaking typical of uh, Manchester United. So, Manchester United on the road against Leeds United. Harry Maguire actually scores a goal. On a beautiful play, on assist from Luke Shaw. You know and I should mention all four of these goals by Manchester United all each goal had an assist so that tells me something so all of a sudden we see some team chemistry we see some teamwork because that's what's been highly been lacking from Manchester United there's been nothing's been going right there's been no passion there's been no chemistry no vision no no trust no nothing no absolutely nothing there's nothing going right on the team whatsoever but the way this game went all of a sudden it, it might be a sign. I mean, it's just one game, but... But, let's not get too carried away first, but... So Harry Maguire scores in the 34th minute. And it's one nothing. And then, right uh, as the first half ends, Bruno Fernandes doubles the lead. So I'm thinking, okay, alright. Maybe Manchester United... The way they've been playing, you know, with, with that confidence, maybe they'll be okay. But then again, there's still 45 minutes left. Anything can happen. So in the, fir- in the, in the 53rd minute, Rodrigo Moreno... Puts Leeds United on the board, on a very, on a very, very beautiful goal, by the way. But then, less than a minute later, Rafinha equalizes. He finds the back of the net. It's two to two. In a span of less than a minute, Leeds United goes from being down two goals to tying the game. God damn it! That's what my Manchester United fan instinct was telling me because somehow, some way. I still am a Man United fan, even though technically I say I'm not. Technically, I am a Man United Man U fan, but technically I'm not because the the fan, the supporter, and the and the sports writer perspectives, you know, in my head, they're always in combat. They're all, they're there's always they're always fighting, you know, to take control. So my like, God, and now I'm thinking, you know, because you know, they equalized in the fifty fourth minute. Leeds United has all the time in the world, and I do mean all the time in the freaking world, to actually win the game, and and score at least two other goals unanswered and win four to two. Man, imagine that scoring four unanswered goals—that's embarrassing. But Manchester United was per- perfectly capable of coughing up such a poor result like that. So it's two to two. Now it's actually at work, uh, you know, working, uh, doing uh, some stuff. But then I seen that in the 70th minute, Fred scores. I mean, believe it or not, I mean, Fred actually manages, you know, to put the ball in the back of the net and give Manchester United the lead once again. Now it's in the 70th minute. There's still 20 minutes left. And then I expected, well, any second now, Leeds United is going gonna, is gonna to score and we're going to be back to square one. Then, so I put my phone down. All of a sudden, I get the goal note because uh, I, you know, I follow the scores on goal, uh, the goal app. And you all know when there's a notification, you know, you get the thing on the phone and you, you kind of see that, that little symbol. I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. I'm about to look at it and about to see that Leeds equalized. So I look at it, and I say, nope. It's quite the opposite. In the eighty-eighth minute, none other than Anthony Ilanga seals the deal for the Red Devils. It's four to two. And bam. Manchester United actually went from coughing up two goals to tie the game in less than a minute, and then they add two more goals of their own and they keep it that way. The fact that Manchester United was the one that was resilient, that actually kept it in the game, and managed to score two more goals, that's what amazes me, folks. Because I would have figured that Manchester United would have been so so frustrated that they would just give up and, and then let Leeds United take advantage of it. That did not happen. Manchester United did something that we don't really don't see them do. We saw them be resilient. We saw them stay focused. We we saw them win a game in a, in a very impressive way. I mean, whether you like them or not, even though the fact they've been awful all season, that win was pretty impressive. And I'll say, oh, okay, it's Leeds United, big deal. Okay, I get it. But still, Manchester United, hey, not long ago, they all, <laughs> they couldn't even beat Burnley. So, I mean, they struggle against the horrible teams too, so we saw Manchester United put up a convincing win. And it had to be done that way, so it, it, it was interesting, and And looking at the lineup, you know, seeing Ronaldo, you know, as the sole striker, you saw Jane Sancho, Bruno Fernandes, and Jesse Lingard as strikers right behind him. You saw Scott McTominay and Paul Pogba in the midfield, and you saw four defenders. So we saw Ralph Rangnick utilize four defenders, two midfielders, three forwards, and a single striker, with Ronaldo being the single striker. You know, speaking of Jane Sancho, Jane Sancho actually had himself quite a game. You know, and I mentioned earlier, every single goal that Manchester United scored in this in this game, they all had an assist. You know, as I mentioned, Harry Maguire's goal, you know, that was an assist from Luke Shaw. Bruno Fernandez's goal right before halftime was from an assist with Jane Sancho. And then Fred's goal was an assist with, with Jane Sancho. So Jane Sancho had two assists in this game. And the game winning goal uh, from Ilanga, that was an assist by Bruno Fernandez. So, like I said, we saw chemistry. We saw some trust. We saw some teamwork. We saw some harmony going on the team. And all I can say is, I hope it continues because man, U needs to get all that going. Like I said, there's been nothing going right with the team. So Manchester United needs to snap out of it. And you know, right now, you know, obviously winning the EPL is not going to happen. Winning the Champions League is not going to happen. The best thing that the best thing for Manchester United at this point. Is finishing in the, is finishing in the, in the top four of the EPL to be in the Champions League next season, you know. So there's believe it or not, there's still something worth fighting for, and Menu has to have their ice their sights set on a top four finish. But you know, they're still they're still in the Champions League, and they got to take on Atletico Madrid. But yeah, you know, I, I I don't I'm not I'm not expecting any miracles from Menu. I mean, if Menu somehow <laughs> manages to prove me wrong, prove the critics wrong, I mean. I'll be so speechless but I'll find, you know, I'll eventually have something to say and I'll be back here to, to address it and but we'll have to wait and see how that goes but right now I don't see Manchester United being beating Atletico Madrid. I, I I just don't see it. So anyway, so looking from the standings from this one, you know, Leeds United still not really in the in a, in a good position. Take a look at the standings right here. I want to see what Leeds United is. Leeds United, you know, 15th place. Five wins, eight draws, eleven losses, twenty-three points. Man, you know Newcastle's. You know Newcastle's four. It's four minutes. Uh, it's four minutes. Four points out of the relegation zone, as is Everton. Uh, it's not really fun seeing. It's not really seeing Everton. You know this low, man. You're, you're seeing Brentford ahead of the ahead of the likes of Leeds United, Everton, and Newcastle. Man, I mean Brentford is. Brent, Brentford might may have fourteen losses, but. You know, six wins, six draws, and 14 losses. I mean, you know, for a team that hasn't been in the Premier League in, a, in God knows how long. I mean, Brentford is respectable. I mean, in, in Brentford's case, managing managing to stay out of the... Managing to avoid relegation, yeah, for Brentford, that's major success. So, yeah, if Brentford manages to, to, to stay out of the relegation zone, then their season is considered a success if you ask me, so... So looking at the stats, obviously Mo, Mo Salas, you know, still on top, you know, top scorer, you know, he's got 17 goals total, you know, followed by Diogo Jota, his Liverpool teammate, and of course Raheem Sterling, you know, Bruno Fernandes and Cristiano Ronaldo, you know, up there too, but um, I'm not sure if these stats are updated because, you know, the games were out this morning, so, but, you know, Ronaldo just, you, you just know the, he's unhappy at Manchester United, it's his his second spell there is not going the way he, he had hoped for, but you know, I as far as far as I can tell is it's unfortunate, but it is what it is, so you know, like I said, me all I can only hope that me and you can get it together, but you know, looking at the standings, Manchester City is up by is up six points, you know, from Liverpool in the top spot, but Liverpool's coming. Chelsea's, you know, is four points ahead of Manchester United, but uh it's gonna be tough. You know, West Ham Trails menu by four points, so you know. It, so does Arsenal. So Arsenal's actually trying to finish. You know, it's, it's trying to get at least a finish in the in the in fifth place. You know, to be in the Europa League. So you know, it's gonna be tough to see. You know, imagine just Arsenal and Tottenham not comp- competing for anything. I mean, that's brutal. But uh, you know, now we're at the point of the season. You know, the you know the window the window is almost closed. So some of these teams they need to keep winning and. You know, right now Liverpool looks like in good shape. I mean, Liverpool really has potential of uh, of taking that first that first place uh, first place spot. And uh, like I said, Manchester City, you better watch out because Liverpool is coming out is coming after your ass. <laughs> anyway, ladies and gentlemen, Into the Net FC is available to you on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Thank you very, very much for joining me this evening, and I will see you all next time.
1: Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com. For more Great Deals.